welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt and taxes and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, with the love of fantasy books and funk, and the hatred of running more than three miles, Dave Denniston. Well, we would like to thank our sponsor, Empath IQ. Empath IQ provides healthcare reputation management for individuals, providers, practices, and medical facilities. Boost positive reviews, respond to negative feedback, and take control of your online presence. Go to www.empathiq.io or call 858. 858- 375-5686 and mention financial freedom to receive two months for free. Again, that's Empath IQ, E-M-P-A-T-H-I-Q dot I-O. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, I am glad to be back with you in another one of our series where I'm trying to reintroduce or talk over some basic financial concepts, the kind of stuff that I learned either in Um, my finance classes in college or some of the stuff I've learned early on in my career that you might hear this language thrown around and I thought would be educational for you so you can better talk the talk and walk the walk when it comes to investments. So the question today is what is cap rate? What is cap rate? Cap rate is a term that you'll get heard, uh, you get you hear about being thrown a lot when it comes to real estate, um, particularly multifamily or uh, maybe apartment buildings or situations where often you have multiple tenants. Uh, might be industrial buildings too. You know, you have, today you have a lot of server centers and warehouses and stuff like that that um, you are trying to figure out what is the rate of return that you should expect and how can you compare one asset versus another. So we're going to talk about pros and cons. We're going to talk about how you calculate it. We're going to talk about um, is it good? Is it bad? What does that look like? So let's talk about the formula for cap rate. Cap rate is stands for capitalization rate, and you calculate it by dividing net operating income by the current market value. So net operating income divided by the market value. So what is the top part of that equation? What is net operating income? Net operating income is revenue minus operating expenses. So it's a pre-tax figure. You're not including principal and interest payments on loans. You're not including 
depreciation. You're not including capital expenditures. Another common way that people call net operating income is EBIT, earnings before interest and taxes, which I think kind of better describes as you think about this. Oh, okay, yeah, EBIT, earnings before interest and taxes. It's the earnings after you have your revenue minus some operating expenses and you, you got your, your EBIT. So that's what net operating income is. And then you divide that by the market value, which obviously uh, there's a lot of different ways you can calculate market value. Certainly you can use something simple like a county's assessed value, which can be wildly incorrect. You can use something like Zillow. You can use something like calculating cash flows and discounting that to come up with a valuation. Um, so there, there's lots of different ways you can come up with a market value. So you can see there, as we look at these numbers, there's a lot of different ways to slice and dice it. What do you consider above the line as an operating expense versus things that are not operating expenses? What do you consider the market value and, and how does that work? Certainly, if you have a piece of real estate for sale uh, and you're able to find buyers and you have recent data, um, current market value can be easy to find. On the other hand, if there hasn't been any sales in a long time of similar type buildings, now it's much more difficult to come up with a market value. And this is true for an assessor, by the way, of a county that has to come up with, how are we gonna charge for taxes? They have to come up with comps and stuff like that too in order to figure that out. So um, some people change the formula for cap rate and if this is especially a good one, perhaps early on, is you still use net operating income, but rather than dividing by current market value, you divide by the purchase price. So certainly if you've held it longer than five or six years, well, gosh, this may not be a good idea to do. If you've recently bought it in the last couple of years, probably a decent way to, to evaluate it. Um, certainly um, there's a lot of fluctuation here, a lot of things that, that you can look at. So as we look at cap rate, let's look at an example. So let's say that you have um, a, a investor that um, has $2 million available. And he has one option of investing in a 10-year treasury bond. Right now, you're looking at about 1.6% for a 10-year treasury bond. Uh, this is the interest you can get on it. On the other hand, maybe he can purchase one piece of real estate. Maybe it's a commercial building with multiple tenants. And in that case, let's say that the rent that he gets is $100,000 a year. Let's say the maintenance cost is $30,000 a year. So then he has net income of $70,000 a year. So if he invested $2 million into it, two seventy. Uh, thousand dollars is our net operating income divided by the property value of two million dollars that's a three and a half percent cap rate and now let's take a moment for a quick commercial break individual physicians and practices use empath iq to tie their online reviews to their google my business page we have made leaving a positive review a one-step process for your patients that couldn't be any easier 
to manage your online reputation. Go to www.empathiq.io, empathiq.io, or call 858-375-5686 and mention Financial Freedom to receive two months free. And now, back to the show. So remember, we were just talking about CAPM and the risk-free rate. So this is a way you can compare cap rate versus a benchmark of some sort. So you can get 1.6% with a treasury, or you could get 3.5% potentially on this building. Now, as we look at cap rate, as, as we look at these formulas and stuff, notice that, that we're assuming we can get that $70,000. we are assuming that you can get that $100,000. Uh, and, and that your expenses are going to be $30,000. Well, certainly in the real world, um, sometimes you have tenants that leave. So maybe you don't get a hundred grand. Maybe you get 80. Uh, maybe your expenses, you had to replace the parking lot or something. And so now you've had to put another 30 grand into the property. And now the, the cap rate doesn't look so good. And so in finance, you'll notice me say this again and again and again, your assumptions, you know, assumptions is such a big thing in finance. I think in medicine, things can be at times a bit more concrete. You diagnose a patient, you um, give them things to do or give them medicine and you're done, at least until you see the patient again. And, and um, perhaps you're making some assumptions, but it's often, you know, there's a lot of of clues left along the way. And certainly here you have clues too, but it's, it's to me, I think of finance as being even much more of a, of a guessing game. And you're making educated guesses, but nonetheless, there's still guesses and assumptions about what you think is gonna happen in the future. And so um, as we look at, at cap rates, you have to start interpreting it on a different basis. So let's say you have a, a $1 million investment in an apartment building versus a $1 million investment in a commercial building. And let's say the cap rates for both of them are 4%. So you look at that number, assuming you've done your numbers correctly, um, and I would always encourage people don't just stick to one cap rate, have, have different scenarios, bas uh, worst case, uh, most, most common case and, and best case. And um, you want to run each of those scenarios to kind of get a, a handle on um, what your rates of return might be like. Now, if everything is equal, as I've, I've said in this case, that maybe the cap rates are the same, it looks like lower case, best case is the same. Well, now you have to start asking your, yourself questions about the assets themselves. Well, does one, let's say the commercial building, you have all one tenant in it. You're taking a lot more risk with that one tenant. If that one tenant moves out, you're kind of screwed. Whereas in the apartment building, let's say you have 100 doors on it, so a hundred different tenants paying you rent and you know you have a 90 
percent occupancy rate. Well, maybe you can get it up to a 95% occupancy rate and increase your cash flow. So you have to think about um, those kinds of things as we're comparing it. Perhaps that, that apartment building in this scenario might have more upside to it. Um, maybe, maybe that commercial building, maybe you could um, bump up the rents more, or maybe you're, you're been charging above market rents as you do a comparison, and it's likely you're gonna have to take a pay cut because now the rents have changed. Um, you have to think about um, replacement stuff. Um, I'll give you an example here. In, in our home where we live, well, there's a lot of, the place was built in the late 70s, early 80s, and so stuff is getting to the point of needing to be replaced. Um, the siding, the deck, um, we, we have all kinds of capital improvements, cash we're going to need to come up with to improve it. So you have to think about this kind of stuff when you're thinking about cap rates and giving comparisons. Other things to think about when, when you're thinking about cap rates and valuations is, is how long tenants are going to be there. Um, in, in a commercial building, you might have leases running out in a year or two versus another place that has leases running out in 10. Um, some leases might be easier to break than others. So use the cap rate as a way of comparison. Um, the other thing that remember with cap rate, where it's that formula of net operating income divided by market value, is we want to keep in mind the um, that it's this is unlevered. Remember, it's earnings before interest and taxes. So now, if you have a $2 million building, but you are taking a loan on for a million dollars, right? Start crunching the numbers of after interest, right? So if you have that $1 million you're putting into it, and you're expecting the uh, the hundred thousand dollar rent still rent still the same expenses are still the same at thirty thousand. Well, now you have a seventy thousand dollar earnings before interest and taxes, right? So if we now subtract interest, let's say on that million dollar loan that we're getting charged a 5% interest rate. So let's say that that's um, $50,000. I'm just making this all up, you guys. So your, your net left over is 20. But that 20 now, you have to look at it as on that $1 million, which ideally, if, uh, if you've done the math right, um, which perhaps in this case, we have to have a higher rent to have this all make sense. Uh, three and a half percent was a pretty, pretty low cap rate. Um, now, levered wise, it should actually increase your returns. As I crunch the numbers here in this particular case, it's actually lowering your, your returns <laughs> with what you're putting into it. Um, but leverage should increase your returns as you look at, an, at the unlevered 
cap rate. So you have to figure out that interest cost because most of us aren't going to pay 100% cash for a $2 million or $3 million building. You're going to use leverage so that way you can diversify your money and buy two buildings with $2 million rather than just buying one. <clears throat> so you're diversifying your real estate portfolio. So those, that's just um, some of the things to think about with cap rate, some of the things to think about with finance and leverage and things like that. So I hope you're enjoying this, this whole series on, on kind of finance 101, some of the things that, that I had learned early in my career and learned uh, within business school. Uh, if I would welcome and enjoy hearing suggestions from you as we think about what are other, some of these other finance topics, maybe there's something that's been on your mind or like, what the heck is that? I hear this all the time. What does that mean? Can you tell me about that? I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to email me, dave at drfreedompodcast.com and let me know, hey, Dave, I want to know about this. What the heck is that? And I will try the best I can, if possible, to address it on this podcast. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Denniston. Remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle.